Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Go Home Show. If you haven't yet, go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and a rating. Let them know we're best friends. If you don't want to listen on iTunes, go to youtube.com slash Eric Bedour. You can listen to the new episode of the podcast every Wednesday when it goes up. Hey, and we would like to thank our podcast sponsor, Loot Crate. Check out lootcrate.com slash mega64 to get a uniquely themed crate sent to your home every single month. Once again, thanks to Loot Crate. Go home. Go home. Go home. Alright guys, and welcome to the 13th episode of The Go Home Show. I'm Eric Badur. I'm here with my best friend, my co-host, my tag team partner, Brian Abu Chakra. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Alright, Brian, we're live streaming again from twitch.tv slash mega64podcast. We do that every Tuesday at 7pm. Every Tuesday. Uh, how, how are you feeling about it so far? This is like, I really like I think it. like the third week we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, it seems like we got some people in the chat. I think they talk among, talk amongst themselves while while we're recording this, and then uh, we hang out afterwards and, yeah. and chat for a little bit. You've Answer been... some questions and you know get together with the group. It's not it's not too bad, right? Mm-mm. So if you guys aren't busy Tuesday evenings, and that's seven p.m. West Coast time, so uh, you guys can tune into twitch.tv slash mega sixty four podcast again. Mega sixty four gracious enough to host our uh, our podcast that we do here, our wrestling podcast that we love to do thank you very much thank you to them thank you to uh loot crate lootcrate.com slash mega 64 which you already heard a plug for but you can't plug it enough no it's a sponsor they they, they pay, pay us. yeah come on so. get out of here uh brian how did you feel this last week of uh professional wrestling was uh, just in your opinion off the cuff doing it real easy what do you think one <laughs> word sum it up go good wow descriptive as always what an incredible co-host i have guys can you believe does it get much better you can't it good. It was good. It was good. One word. Um, so let's dive right in. Um, you know what? Actually, you were talking about, uh, earlier we were talking about, uh, you watched Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did you think, just on a whole, what did you think of that event? I thought it was a pretty okay event. I mean, Royal Rumbles are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I get what they're for, and it's to start the road to WrestleMania. Right. But um, that one I watched specifically for the CM Punk uh, rock match at the right. end. Right. Just to see what had happened there, because I didn't know. Um, it was cool. It really felt like a compromise, mm-hmm. and that kind of bummed me out, because it was like, hey, we're going to take the belt off of you, even though we shouldn't, mm-hmm. because we want Rock Cena WrestleMania. Right, and it's kind of a bummer, because that led to Rock Cena, too, once in a lifetime, twice in a lifetime, Yeah, uh, where The Rock had the title, and it just it felt silly... Because it was like, okay, now we're going to go into WrestleMania. Is there any, like, yeah. there's no way John Cena is going to lose no. and not win the title. The Rock's not going to stick around. No. So it just, it kind of felt silly, but it led to an awesome match on a Raw yeah. to lead up. And it was CM Punk against John Cena yes. to see who goes to WrestleMania. And that is a great, great match. Yes. You can you can see that on WWE you Network. That, I think it's uh, Raw. February 14th or 17th episode. It's, it's somewhere right around there. It is February. It's mid to late February. Mm-hmm. But definitely check it out if you've never seen it. It's a really cool match. Um, it's worth it just to see that Raw, yeah. uh, just for that one match. It's seriously. Uh, I've been watching a lot of old wrestling. I've been watching a lot of uh, WCW Clash of the Champions mm-hmm. uh, from, like, the late 80s. Right. Those crowds are so red hot <laughs> for, like, guys that maybe aren't the most popular. Like, yeah, hey, what's your favorite Brad Armstrong match? You know what I mean? And it's, like, Brad Armstrong <laughs> versus Mike Rotunda for, for, like, the WCW television title. Yeah. And it's, like, these are kind of guys that aren't really, like, the most popular in the world. No. But the crowd is, like, so hot that it's so much fun to watch. It was, yeah. So if you guys ever have time, go into that vault section of WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you might be like, ah, I don't really like old wrestling. It's really done well. There are a lot of spots that I've never seen before where I'll go like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. I would love to see guys do mm-hmm. this more or that more. It's very cool to see yeah. that old-style wrestling that's a little more Smash Mouth. It's not as produced. Um, the finishes are, like, a little kind of funny. because they're, yeah. like, they're, they're, like, they're not as cut and dry because not everyone had, like, a finisher. No. You know what I mean? So it, it's weird to see, like, the Bushwhackers come out, but they're called the Sheep Herders. <laughs> and there's just, like, little things like that. Sting with, like, the, the bleach blonde hair. Dude, that's the weirdest stinger. So weird. And then super young, I mean, not super young, but much younger Ric Flair than I'm sure you guys are yeah. uh, really used to. Uh, you see, like, Arn Anderson. Yeah. And you can see why he was the enforcer of, like, the Four Horsemen. 
So um, I, I really recommend those early mm-hmm. uh, Clash of the Champions. I mean, you even get to see Brian Pillman. Young you, Paul Heyman was the coolest thing yeah, for me. Yeah, he had the Dangerous Alliance yep. with uh, Rick Rude and Steve Austin. Paul Dangerous. Oh, man, it was really cool. So really, really great stuff. Um, I hope to see more of that because mm-hmm. I really enjoy that old-style wrestling. Yeah. It's just it's different, and yeah. I love to see that different kind of stuff. And I would love to see old wrestlers, or like new wrestlers, go back discover that stuff and go like hey we should kind of like try to work some of these spots mm-hmm. in because i think they're really cool yeah there's a lot of like just really just different kind of stuff so. young fat dusty Rhodes. yeah uh, yeah he's he's never not been the way he or was dustin i guess he uh yeah it's weird to see the nat there's dusty Rhodes on some real early ones and then you start seeing dustin Rhodes, which yeah. is gold dust the natural dustin Rhodes, and you're like oh the crowd liked him yeah but the crowd liked everybody mm-hmm. the crowd was super hot they're so, just happy to see some wrestling yeah so let's go in from some old wrestling let's go into some new new wrestling mm-hmm. and we got nxt it kicks off triple h he comes out he talks about um how nxt is the future and it's taking over uh he says that ne- nxt takeover is going to be live may 29th on the wwe network mm-hmm. uh just right off the top what do you think of that I'm excited. I love that they're doing this. I think I mentioned it on the last episode. The fact that they have like a little pay-per-view type feel to mm-hmm. an NXT match is a really great way to get these uh, new stars ready for the WWE. I'm really excited that they have something to work towards mm-hmm. where rivalries can kind of come to a head instead of just yep. having them not peter out, but just end. Yeah. Like uh, Adrian Neville. And Brodus Clay had, like, a two-week program, and then it was, like, over. I would have liked to see that go longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of their feud or anything, Me but neither. I would have liked to see it go longer and then end on something like a like a pay-per-view type thing. Yeah. And I think that's having something like NXT TakeOver, NXT Arrival, something with just, like, a punch. Yeah. Where maybe it's every two months or whatever. I'm going to tune into it. I, yeah. I have such a good time watching NXT every Me week. It, it, I never feel like it's a chore. I mm-hmm. always look forward to it. Yeah. Um, and I love that it's at my fingertips. Like, oh, I missed <laughs> it. Oh, whatever. I'll watch it tonight at 10. Yeah. Who cares? Whenever I can. Triple H also announced that there's going to be a Battle Royal tonight. On NXT, tonight mm-hmm. being the night NXT aired, uh, to determine the new number one contender for the NXT title. That it's going to cool. be a big, I think, 20-man over-the-top rope uh, match, and then everyone's getting excited about that. Yeah. Uh, our first match, though, is Charlotte against the lovely Emma. Uh, Charlotte comes out with Sasha Banks, who is also uh, in this NXT women's title tournament. She's advanced to the next round. That's right. Um, now, what did you think of this match? I thought it was pretty good. I like that uh, Charlotte was in command for most of this match. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really like Charlotte. Yeah. And I want to see more from her. I really like Charlotte a lot, too. She won with an interesting move called Charlotte's Web. It was just like a weird-looking roll-up that yeah. ends in like a backbend, but I thought it looked really cool because it just had Emma like stacked up. Yeah. So it was, it was a, a it was a cool-looking yeah. little finish where it wasn't just the same ending. Mm-hmm. I like when people have more than one kind of maneuver that they go to uh where it's like oh well that didn't work let's go to this or yeah. i'm not going to end it this way i'm going to end it that way yeah. it just kind of keeps you guessing cuz otherwise i feel like in a triple h match you're always looking for him to hit like the pedigree and you know mm-hmm. he's going to like not hit it one time he's going to take like that backdrop bump yeah and then later he's going to hit it i feel like having another kind of finish yeah. that you go to just alleviates that like page has the modified scorpion cross oh lock and uh the page turner mm-hmm. she has the two things that like okay yeah that works that's mm-hmm. great but um Again, Charlotte won with this match. She's moving forward. She's going to take on, um, I think, the winner of the match we see later tonight of uh, Alicia Fox and Alexa Bliss. But uh, I don't think there was anything worth noting in that match. I thought it was okay. It was pretty middle of the road. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, After that, we had Kalisto and Elo Call, which is Ricardo Rodriguez, if people didn't know that. But honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, really? No, yeah. Oh, it's Ricardo Rodriguez. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he uh, he's trained as like a wrestler. Oh, he, I, I knew that, but I didn't know that he was. He's wrestled as uh, El Ocal a couple of times. Um, huh. I think in the NXT opening, I think they still have it, where uh, Sami Zayn hits his uh, hell of a kick, the the big boot in the corner. The mm-hmm. guy taking it is El Ocal. Huh. In, just in the opening, yeah. So they're going against the Legionnaires, uh, which is uh, Sylvester Lafort and Marcus Louis. Uh I like those guys. I like uh, Marcus Louis. Look like looks like he has the look yeah. of a guy who's probably going to be around for a little while. <laughs> uh, he just had a good look. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that match? I thought it was pretty good. I was surprised to see Luchadors on uh, NXT. I like the Lucha 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 chant yeah. the crowd had going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalisto used to uh, used to wrestle on the Indies. Uh, Samurai Del Rey, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, not Samurai Del Soul. Samurai Del Rey. 
Huh. I hope that was right. Mm. Uh, awesome guy on the indies. Crazy flips. Has awesome in-ring ability. Wow. As evidenced in this match where Elokal took a huge beating and then did it, tagged, dived to the outside like a spinning plancha to the outside, and then Elokal hit, or uh, then, I'm sorry, Kalisto hit a, like, a handspring into the ropes but didn't use his hands and then came back with like a kick. It was so yeah. awesome to see that. And uh, the Luchas picked up the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Sylvester Lafort. Eventually, he might get a win. Mm. Uh, he doesn't have the look of a guy who's probably going to be around for a very long time. No. Which is kind of a bummer because I, I like him. I yeah. think he's at least interesting. Um, but, again, this was a very foreign match. Uh, and <laughs> hopefully they keep some tag teams around because not a lot of tag teams in NXT. No. Uh, we got uh, the Ascension and... I think that's it. <laughs> I don't think they have it's another kinda, tag team. It's kind of it. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, after that, we got Camacho taking on Captain Comic, who was in <laughs> Adam Rose's entourage. Uh, oh, it was just God. the guy who had the, the C's on the side of his head, yeah. and uh, he dressed like a superhero. This was a squash match to just get some heat on Camacho, to yeah. just have Camacho beat up some dude and uh, take him out. He won with a running power slam, which was different from his Samoan drop. Yeah. I don't know if he's changing his finish. I don't know if this is just something different. Either way, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I liked his ring attire. I thought he looked really good. I, I really like Camacho. I'm all for Camacho. Have yeah. a little bit of change of a gimmick. Uh, have a little bit of change of ring attire. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't... I, I mean, just like uh, his shoes and his pants and his the shirt, it doesn't do it for me. Like, have yeah. actual ring gear. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that's holding him back. I think at, probably after this feud, he'll get some ring gear. Mm-hmm. I hope. And uh, we'll have a little bit of uh, pickup from Camacho because I like him a lot. Yeah, I think he can be around. We I, we've talked him up a lot on this show. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, people like him because I really enjoy him every week. So Camacho won. Yeah. Uh, surprise. And then it was kind of like uh, Adam Rose is like you're a party pooper, and that's yeah, pretty much he's it. A so, lemon. Yeah. So am I. Uh, <laughs> uh, so after that, we had Alicia Fox against Alexa Bliss, the the debuting Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alicia Fox came out, and my first thought was, if she wins this whole tournament, does she have to give the title back? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which made me think, she will not be winning this tournament. No. Alexa Bliss came out. She is like a tiny little pixie. Yeah. She's like a little fairy, an adorable little fairy in a cute skirt with... Uh, with like fairy dust and uh I'm into it. I I thought she had a she had an interesting look. She reminded me of Trish Stratus for a minute and oh, then yeah. it was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's see what you can do. Let's see if you're just kind of a pretty fa- Oh no, she's kind of like going in the ring. Oh, okay, yeah, the little roll up. All right, yeah. cool. I liked her. Uh never having never seen her and never having seen her before. Yeah. Ever. I never mean, ever, I've never heard of her. I've never seen her. I don't know anything about her. Huh. The first time I heard of Alexa Bliss is when they had the uh, splash page of uh, who's going to be in the title tournament in the bottom. Alexa Bliss. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then we found out. Um, so I thought she had a cool look. She's very yeah. small compared yeah. to the rest of the divas. I think she's only like 5'2". Wow. I'm, I mean, just judging by height, she looks like she's about 5'2". Yeah. Um, but I liked it. It's a totally different character. Really interesting little... Uh, ring gimmick and i'm interested to see what happens with that yeah i have a feeling she's gonna win it all uh she i mean that would be pretty crazy mm-hmm. but like what a little underdog thing yeah i would like to see her in the ring against charlotte which yeah. i think is next week i think that i think that will be happening i'll be tuning in for that That will be a very tall woman against a very short woman there there is a very above and very below average height for mm-hmm. an american female a so, lot of blonde hair yeah i'm very curious about how that match is gonna go Brian, then we went to the main event. Mm-hmm. Let's name all the people who are in it. Uh, number one t- number one contender for the title tournament, Xavier Woods, Brodus Clay, Baron Corbin, Kurt Hawkins, who? who's still, yeah, right, still around. Kurt Hawkins, the King of Queens, or no, the Prince of Queens. Oh. That was, that's his gimmick okay. now. Uh, he was a former Edgehead and tag team title holder with Zack Ryder oh. uh, forever ago. Uh, Aiden English, Jason Jordan, Danny Birch, Oliver Gray, who both don't work there, Marcus Louis, Sylvester Lafort, Big Cass, uh, Camacho Mason Ryan, Kalisto Alokal, Mojo Raleigh, who got an entrance. For some dumb reason. Uh, Sami Zayn, who I think also got an entrance. Yes. Uh, Yoshitatsu, Tyler Breeze, Bo Dallas, and Tyson Kidd. So uh, a lot of time spent on this match, honestly. Mm-hmm. I thought that the beginning was kind of slow. 
the middle was pretty slow, yeah. and then the end really picked it up. Did you feel the same way? Like, generally, there's like, oh, we're looking for like a big spot from someone kind of like yeah. in the beginning, a big spot from someone like in the middle, and then like the ending. It, it kind of tuned me out, honestly. It, it really like... I didn't pay attention to, to it, it until Triple H came. It really kind of dragged. Yeah. It was kind of a, kind of a weird mm-hmm. battle royale. Probably from some people that maybe haven't really been in, like, a ton of Battle Royales. No. Uh, the pacing was a little bit funny. It was off. Not to really, like, you know, dig on it, because, hey, these guys are still learning. They're still learning how to, like, play yeah. on TV and all that stuff. Great. That's cool. And this is how you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching it, it was just, like, a little a little just slow. Yeah. Maybe they just gave it, like, a couple... I think they gave it a little too long. Yeah, just but, too many minutes. You know, we're so used to seeing... It's that production quality that we're used to from WWE mm. that we have to remember it's the development. Exactly. Yeah, and, that, and that's why I don't want to harp on these guys. Like, yeah. I don't want to tell anyone in NXT that they suck because I don't think that's fair. No. It's really that's, not. That's what this is for. I mean, they've done such a good job of separating NXT universe from the WWE universe right. in a way that doesn't make it, like hard for them to overlap mm-hmm. but we have to remember that it's because they need it to be something where they can develop their skill and mm-hmm. become r- r- like really ring ready yeah before they come up to like the big show yeah. on the big stage so. yeah to fight the big show on the big stage yes hopefully um so the end of this match came where uh sammy zane tyler breeze and uh tyson kidd all were eliminated yeah. at the same time yeah feet all touched the floor at the same time um really cool moment where I think the final four, Bo Dallas is one of the final four. Yeah. I think Tyson Kidd eliminated Bo Dallas and the crowd went nuts. <laughs> I love how much NXT hates Bo Dallas. They are behind his heat and I love it. Oh yeah. They, I love the NXT universe because they play into, they boo the heels and they cheer the faces yep. and they are there. It's like a good indie crowd for a WWE show. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it is. And mm-hmm. it's great. So uh, again, this ending, uh, Zane Breeze and Kidd all touch feet at the same time. Uh, the crowd starts chanting triple threat. Triple H comes out and he says, oh, what are we going to do? And everyone's chanting triple threat. And he goes, who knows what we're going to do? And everyone's chanting triple threat. And he goes, and then I see takeover. We're going to have a, tri- or, or next week or whatever. We're going to have a triple threat match. Ah! Yeah. And the crowd goes, ah! and everybody's happy because yeah. they get what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, this match, I'm really looking forward Me to. Me too. Uh, I know that they tape all these like in a bunch in a month. Uh, sometimes I'll read a SmackDown spoiler to be like, all right, what do I, what do I have to like gear up for to like watch SmackDown? Oh, really? Yeah, because it's it's like really not the best show in the world. Mm. I understand that yeah. it's like it's like their B show, whatever. But uh, with NXT, I try not to read the spoilers at all because I'm so entertained, yeah. genuinely entertained yeah. by the show every week that I really, really like have fun and kind of like look forward to it more than I do SmackDown. Oh, really? Yeah. If I, I had, like, if I had to rank in order, I would say Raw NXT SmackDown for really? like yeah, how much I really want to watch it. Uh, when when I rank it all, I say Raw NXT main event. Ow! And SmackDown. Dang. But that's because main event has some pretty decent two matches. Uh-huh. Um and they give people mic time. Yeah. I think what kills me about SmackDown, which we will talk about now, is that there's so many promos, and not not even like backstage, oh, talking to Mike promo. Like, no. here's what happened on Raw. Yeah. Here's what's going on. Here's I a recap. That. And here's the thing. Yeah, not not a promo recap. There's so many recaps. I don't, and it's like, oh, fuck, this is a two-hour show. Can we have, like, take all those recaps and make one more match? Yeah, for, I mean, for a show that you know a lot of people aren't watching, why are you spending most of it? For the people who are watching, recapping strange? a show, because that's not the show that's going to get people into it. People no. are going to tune into Monday Night Raw. Yeah. But but I think that's the platform, like, that's just what SmackDown is. I guess. SmackDown's just yeah. their show where they go, here's what happened on Raw! Here's yeah. a match. And yeah. then here's what happened on Raw! And here's a match. Uh, so we open with a recap of Raw. <laughs> uh, and then we go straight to Sheamus versus Dean Ambrose, their rematch for the U.S. title. Because uh, Dean Ambrose lost the U.S. title in a very unfair fashion yeah what a battle royal <laughs> uh so dean ambrose against sheamus what'd you think of this match uh i thought it was pretty good um it was nice to see sheamus wrestle somebody else mm-hmm. uh because he'd been wrestling like the same four people for the past year and a half yeah so it was really cool um <laughs> works really well with ambrose so i thought it had a pretty good match ambrose um, just works well with everyone i think that he, he fits he kind of fits yeah. everyone's style pretty well his uh, ambrose specifically has a wrestling style that's really engaging mm-hmm. um and really interesting to watch because it's a lot of controlled chaos mm-hmm. and then i was uh, talking to sorry i don't mean to cut you yeah. off but i was talking to someone about that where you have to be so good mm-hmm. to look so wild but not hurt anybody yeah so damn he's so much fun to watch every week just because of that and not just that he plays his size really well Mm -hmm. so when he is kind of going nuts he's targeting specific areas that he works on throughout a match Mm -hmm. great way to tell a story in the ring i agree and that's why i think he's so much fun to watch Mm -hmm. so uh i i really enjoyed it i thought um 
I thought the ending was kind of like, you know. Yeah, we talked about that. We watched SmackDown before we came here. Um, Sheamus broke kick Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose rolled out of the ring, mm-hmm. and then he beat the 10 count, and then Sheamus gave him another broke kick, and that was the end of the match. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Dean Ambrose looks really strong because he took two broke kicks. Yeah. I wish there would have been a pin or a count out. Yeah. Like, if he would have got broke kicked one more time and then got counted out, that would have been cooler. Mm-hmm. If he would have got pinned, gotten up, and then caught a, one more broke kick, I yeah. think that would have been cooler. I just feel like the ending of that match lacked one little layer, mm-hmm. just one little piece yeah. that would have been like, oh, damn it! Yeah, but know- just where you think Dean Ambrose is going to come back, but at the same time, you have to keep Sheamus as, like, he's the good guy, like, mm-hmm. the face. Sheamus was getting booed in that match just because he was going up against Dean Ambrose. Yeah, which that, is that, That's weird. all it was. I mean, that that's just how mm-hmm. that's how that works. I think it probably would have been good because there was a uh, really nice exchange earlier in the match where Dean Ambrose and uh, Sh- uh, Sheamus exchange submissions, mm-hmm. and that would have been a cool thing to try to pull in. Like he slides into the ring, and then Sheamus tries to get him in the clo- in the cloverleaf. Yeah. Then Ambrose gets him in the figure four, and then you know gets to the ropes, and then a second bro kick yeah. fells Sheamus. That would have been a little bit more interesting to watch, but. I thought the match overall yeah. was pretty good. I, I was engaged mm-hmm. pretty much the whole time in that match. I, for a Sheamus match, a guy that I, I admit that not. I do not enjoy, Yeah, um, I had a good time in that match. Yeah, me too. So that so that was cool. But Dean Ambrose did lose. That was his return match for the U.S. title. Sorry, Dean, you don't get the U.S. title anymore. He doesn't need it. Uh, yeah. Sheamus, on the other hand, has defended it more, I feel like, in a week than Dean Ambrose did in like the last four months. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so after that, we got Bad News Barrett and Cesaro, who came out with Paul, with Paul Heyman, against Rob Van Dam and Biggie Langston, or yeah. I'm sorry, Biggie, uh, in a tag match. <laughs> you were saying you would like to see Cesaro and Bad News Barrett as a tag team. Yeah. And that's that's not a bad idea. But like friends, yeah. not like as a tag team to go up against the Usos, but rather like, hey, uh, give Cesaro the UC champ- or the UC, <laughs> United States Championship, mm-hmm. and then have Barrett with the IC belt, and that'd be a cool little like... Uh, you, the very European you, team. Uh, oh, you call them the European Union? Oh. Like, like everybody on the internet has been wanting forever. They oh. want, they want the European, the U.S. title to change to the European title and bring back some kind of European Union. Whatever. Whatever. Um, I think that would be cool if Wade Barrett wasn't the IC champion. Yeah. Um, but I, I like them maybe getting involved like in each other's matches. Yeah. Wade Barrett is getting very over. I'm really excited to hear what's going to happen next week when mm-hmm. they're in the UK. He's going to get the biggest ovation. It's going to be soccer chants the it, whole duration of this match. Nuts. I'm very excited about what the soccer chants are going to be for Wade Barrett because uh, <laughs> I always really enjoy that. Yeah, I love soccer. Uh, so in this match, it was pretty back and forth, back and forth, whatever. Um, I don't think it was an exceptional match one no, way or another. Not really um, notable. RVD still has the black eye. RVD accidentally kicked Biggie Langston and then got, I think, pulled out of the ring by Bad News Barrett. Mm-hmm. And then Cesaro hit the neutralizer yeah. on Biggie Langston. Mm-hmm. And then that was the one, two, three. And um, the commentary was really bad because Michael Cole, like. Is not good as a straight he, man. He, no, you know what? He's good as a straight man. He's not good on the fly like that. No. Where he's trying to play off of someone. Uh, because I, I, think Michael, I think Michael Cole is a natural heel. So he is like. He has like this tendency to like go a little bit heel, he tried, even though somebody else is like is like a heel. He tries to egg them on. He doesn't, and he doesn't do it in a way that kind of like fights the righteous fight, like uh-huh. Jr. would. Like yeah. Jr. would be like, "What do you mean this is yeah, not like? Exactly, yeah. How do, how can you say this is honor when he's doing this, yeah. this, and this? How can you say that this is like a champion when mm-hmm. he does this, this, and this? What he does is he tries to be like, oh, but he wasn't. Uh, they got into an argument about coaches not being players. Yeah, it and was it the was, du- and it lasted so long. It was fucking stupid. And like, and JBL's just sitting there not saying anything or just like yelling at Michael Cole while Paul Heyman is as smooth as silk and buttery cream with all of his delivery. Mm-hmm. So it's just really hard to see somebody who is good on the fly like Paul Heyman yeah. go up against somebody who isn't because he's getting like he's beating the shit yeah. out of Michael well, Cole. Let me say that I do like Michael Cole because I think he does an excellent job researching what he does. Yeah. And I think he's really good in that respect. Yeah. I just think when you put him with other people who call stuff on the fly like Jerry the King Lawler. Mm-hmm. He, Michael Cole does it. He gets lost. He does. He and, gets really lost. And it clog, it clogs up the show. It makes things move along a lot slower yeah. and in a way that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So uh, the commentary has been a problem. It was a big problem on Raw, too, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get to. But uh, after the Bad News Barrett Cesaro win, we got Kofi Kingston against uh, Rusev. Mm-hmm. Lana comes out and says that Putin should win a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> I love it. Is there any more... I, I would rank... Like, cheap heat, like mm-hmm. this. Your local city sucks. 
number one, your local sports team sucks. Mm-hmm. Number two. Mm-hmm. Number three, we are Russian. <laughs> That's it. And and it's so ridiculous because I was telling Eric, like, people don't really think about the fact that nobody in Russia is patriotic. I don't think a lot of people know that. I don't think a lot of people in America understand that, like, a lot nope. of people in Russia, not really fans of Russia. <laughs> My girlfriend lived in Russia for about four or five months, and there was an election or there had been one recently, and she was talking to her host family and went, so did you guys vote in the election? And they laughed in her face. <laughs> because it's such bull... Like, they all know it's bullshit, and that Putin's gonna just be prime minister, president, prime minister, president, and it's like, but America doesn't get that. No, they have no idea. <laughs> and so it's so funny to have this woman come out and be like, yeah, Mother Russia. Uh, it's not how it is. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, so Rusev comes out and beats up another black guy. Man. Um He's really beating up black guys, like a lot, like, like three or four, of like them. like exclusively, uh, <laughs> like only black guys. Uh, so Rusev won with the accolade. He did that. Uh, Kofi came off the ropes and he caught him and did like the spinning like side slam thing that looked yeah. really good. Um, we keep saying that should be his finish. I don't think it's like quite as impactful enough to be his finish, mm-hmm. but I like it a lot. Yeah, I just think a guy that size shouldn't be using a submission as a finisher. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. It takes the wind out of the sails. Doesn't For a it? guy who's so explosive like that, yeah. you need an explosive finish. Yeah, but but what do you do? Yeah. There you go. So we we offer no solutions. I apologize. Yeah, uh, I just don't like it. Uh, after that, we had a Wyatt promo where uh, Bray Wyatt talks about fear is not a driving force. It's, it's it's just to see how far a man will go, how far he's willing to go, and he knows how far he, he's willing to go against John Cena. Uh, I like this feud still. How Me do you feel? feel? I like it. Cool. It's, uh, it's fun. Uh, there was a Beau vignette after this. Yes, which um, announces... The announcer said... Bo will be debuting on this week's SmackDown, which is interesting, like this coming week's. Yeah. Which is interesting, because, man, they didn't bring that up on Raw when they showed two Bo Dallas vignettes. Which is stupid. Yeah. So that's interesting. Because that just scares me to think that they're not going to give him the push that he... Why is he debuting on SmackDown? Don't do that. I don't... You, you, know it's, you know it's your worst show. Don't it, do it. If you're going to do it, you have to give it uh, t- time on your big show. You mm-hmm. have to say, hey, guess what? This week on SmackDown, because you guys want you to start watching SmackDown this week, mm-hmm. watch for Bo Dallas. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so after the Bovin yet, we had uh, Fandango and Layla against Emma and Santino. I think uh, Emma tripped Santino on the way down to the ring. He, I think he tripped on his own. Oh, I think she tripped him. Oh. And then Michael Cole said, he's head over heels! Fuck you! Oh, God. And then, in a great, in a great like, announcing brilliance of fucking JBL, calls attention to it. <laughs> I feel like they do that on SmackDown because I feel like they think no one's watching. And they probably they're do. probably not. They're honestly probably not. So uh, this match end, it was very quick. A Fandango, Fandango, low bridge Santino, who was going to hit the ropes, and then Sant- Santino went to the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma is, oh, no, what happened? I'm distracted. And then roll up from Layla. Mm-hmm. And then Fandango and Layla go to the top of the ramp and make out a whole bunch. And um, that took us to commercial. Yep. Uh after that, we got Mark Henry against Roman Reigns. Mark Henry says, y'all a bunch of puppets. This is what he does. Uh, <laughs> th- he actually cut a promo that I thought was pretty decent, saying, yeah. not too long ago, S.H.I.E.L.D. thought they like three-on-one was a fair fight. Mm-hmm. I should know. They made an example out of me. I'm going to make an example out of you, Roman Reigns. Then he came out and made an example out of Roman Reigns. He beat, beat, the, sh- beat the shit out oh, of him. Shit. Uh, I love Mark Henry because he's the only guy in the ring that talks and is like intimidating while doing it. Scary as shit. I love Mark Henry. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm looking around. Hey, nobody else. It's all you by yourself. Oh, my God. Like, How damn, terrifying. Man. Hell, yeah. Imagine if, the, imagine if Mark Henry yelled that at you, like, in an alley. Yeah, I would maybe cry. <laughs> um, the end came where Roman well, Mark Henry was climbing to the second rope for a splash. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns caught him. Big-ass Samoan drop. Looked really good. Yeah. And then a spear. I love Roman Reigns' spear because it looks like he totally gets behind it. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns wins. Uh, he would be the only member of the Shield to do so all night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought a pretty decent match. Nothing real monumental, but I thought it showed the strength of Roman Reigns really well. Yeah. Uh, which is what they were looking to do. Yeah, they're giving that guy a push. Yeah. I love seeing the Shield wrestle singles. That's yeah. just me, though. Uh, I like it, too. Los Matadores wrestled 3MB. Uh, it was, I think Jinder was hindered on the outside. Don't Uh, hinder Jinder. Yeah, I know you, you would think not to, but here we are. Uh, I laughed through the whole match. I don't care if you don't like these, like these teamings. I don't care if you guys don't like the tags. I don't care if you don't like the midgets. I don't give a shit. I fucking love it. It's amazing. I love 3MB. I love Torito. I like everything that happens in these matches. They're so much fun. They're goofy as hell. Uh, 
there's a point where there's a sunset flip by Torito on Hornswoggle, and Hornswoggle's, oh, I'm fighting it, I'm fighting it, and then he stops, and he goes, stay there, and then Torito gives him a thumbs up and says, okay, and then Hornswoggle tries to, like, butt splash him, but of course, <laughs> Torito rolls out of the way, Yeah, but I love spots like that. It's great. Comedy wrestling, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I really, really have a good time with it. And the and crowd seem to be getting into it, too. I don't, it's great. I really have a good time. Yeah. Um... After, oh, Torito got, actually beat Heath Slater mm-hmm. with a moonsault, and Heath Slater was very upset. Yes, he was. But I thought it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Batista took on Seth Rollins after this. Seth Rollins lost via countout, which I'm okay with. Me too. Because it made him look really strong. Yeah. Um, he was taken to Batista. Batista was taken to him. It was pretty back and forth. Rollins was wrestling injured. Yeah. So, um... It was pretty cool to see an ending that I really enjoyed where Rollins launched off the top ropes and then Batista just sidestepped sidestepped and slammed head first right into the announce table. It looked really good and it made Batista look like the smart veteran. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Rollins gets counted out and then catches a Batista bomb. Yeah. Continuing their feud. Pretty good. Pretty good. Very interesting matchup between like such a big guy and such a high flyer, Mm -hmm. like really agile, nimble guy. Thought Batista showed a lot of, uh, you know, very ring veteran kind yep. of moves, pulling up the apron, trapping Rollins, yep. doing that kind of stuff. So it, it was actually a much more interesting match than then, I thought it was going to be. Than you would expect from someone like Batista. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's because he's wrestling against somebody who knows what they're doing yeah, in the ring. Yeah, and, and uh, I don't think Batista is a terrible wrestler. He's just not a guy that I necessarily have enjoyed ever. No. But that's just me. Yeah. I think he works better in a group and a team, mm-hmm. um, which he is doing in Evolution, and I've been enjoying Evolution. Yeah. So, there you go. That's something we, we yeah. can talk about on Raw, because yeah. that, that's something we were really pointing out. Yeah. Uh, the main event was John Cena against the Usos, uh, or John Cena. John Cena with the Usos. <laughs> Second... John Cena against the Usos would be nuts. John oh, Cena with the Usos against the whole Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Um, the second six-man tag of the night. Yeah. I thought the match was okay. It was nothing to really write home about, yeah. and then we got it again on Raw. Great. Mm-hmm. Um. The ending was different than the one we we see on Raw here, but the ending on SmackDown was Rowan and Bray beating up Cena on the outside, and then Unoso uh, dove and splashed on all of them. Whoa! And then uh, Tuso mm-hmm. turns around and catches the biggest fucking clothesline that takes Jesus his head off Christ. by Luke Harper. Luke Harper makes clotheslines look so good. I love. I it. want his finish to be that big boot or a, like the big ass clothesline he's been using. Yeah, I think that's always good. I love that um, clothesline. It's so cool. Again, nothing to really write home about in this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's SmackDown, so I feel like everyone went about eighty percent. Uh, no one really gives 100% on SmackDown. Mm. Kind of a bummer, but whatever. CM Punk did. Uh, 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 so we have Raw now, but before Raw, there was the pre-show where Damien Sandow came out and cut like a weird promo, like, oh, pipe bomb, but it wasn't really a pipe. I hate that term, because yeah. it's just, it's not really, he just came out and said like, they don't want me talking. My mic doesn't work. I'm going to yell at Josh Matthews' mic. It was like, okay, that was strange. Yeah. That was just different. They sold it really well. Yeah, yeah, so that was fine. And then after that promo, which I was interested in, there was the most fucking god-awful John Cena and Usos promo I think I've what? ever seen. Oh, I loved it. Grace, bro, we're here tonight. John Cena spelled with a G and the Usos are spelled with a G. And we're, we're coming. We're great. And we're gold. And we're Garner and Gain and, oh, and Goose and Green. What couldn't you love about that? That was the it. worst fucking promo. Oh, Jesus. my God. I'm so glad that wasn't on Raw. It, <laughs> it was just vomit for like 90 seconds. <laughs> What a misery. So then Raw starts, and mm-hmm. we get a good promo from The Shield. Great stop, promo. Stop letting Dean Ambrose talk first. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I know. I don't know what else. Like, qu- quit. Oh, God. Th- that's not the order of operations. He's He is the mouthpiece of The Shield. Like, I get that you want to push uh, But the other guys aren't even bad on the mic. It's just he's that much he's better. He's so much better. He's so much better. He talks first, Mm -hmm. and then Seth Rollins talks, and I'm like, I'm interested, but not as much as when Dean Ambrose was fucking flying off the handle. Yeah. And then Roman Reigns is pacing around in the background. Hey, man, you got, what's up, big man? Yeah. take you, oh, you believe in me. Okay, hey, that's fine. Hey, Mm -hmm. that's all you need to say. That's all you need to say. But Dean Ambrose should be talking second or third. Yeah. It's really not working. At least second. Don't start it off with him. Because it's, you're starting off, like, all the way up here, and it's like, man, it, it, it's just so hard to get into the other two when you're that high. But, It'd be a good, like, kind of peak valley kind of thing. But, but you know what's funny? Is that that's literally my only dig on that whole team. I know, right? The way, the way they're booked, the way they wrestle, the way they look, everything the way they move, the way they act, everything is stellar. The mm-hmm. only complaint is that I don't think Dean Ambrose should talk first. No. That's it. He's the mouthpiece of the shield. Yeah. Um. So they're talking about getting revenge. They're out for justice. Mm-hmm. Evolution arrives. 
in the back on their limo, mm -hmm. and then the shield just leaves and goes to beat the shit out of them coming out of their limo, uh, which was cool. And then Dolph Ziggler tweeted, uh, yeah, but to be fair, Evolution didn't have a giant TV screen to watch what uh, the shield was doing, and I thought that was a very funny tweet. So good job. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, I know you're listening to this. Congratulations on your very funny tweet. We had a lot of really funny tweets this uh Yeah, this he, was, he was he was like live-tweeting Raw, and yeah. I thought it was really good. Uh, I thought... We talked about this too. Raw, Raw was like really like loose. Yeah. It was like a little giggly mm -hmm. and like people were like having fun and it yeah. was interesting. There's like a lot of personality um, for, for a show where you don't typically see a ton of personality. Mm -hmm. Like I thought there was a lot, a lot, a lot of personality. A lot of really good, a lot uh, of really good exchanges. The heels were heels and it was very cool to see. Mm -hmm. um, so we get Jack Swagger versus Rob Van Dam, uh, which is the new Santino versus Fondango as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Um, Adam Rose came out before the match started. Mm -hmm. uh, he stands on the ropes and the world goes wild, hey, or whatever his song is. And Jack Swagger takes a swipe, but he falls back. Oh, uh, Adam Rose is, is crafty and he falls backwards into his group. And then uh, Swagger turns around, catches a super kick and a five-star frog splash. One, yay. two, three. That's a very fast match. Yes. Uh, and then RVD goes and parties with uh, Adam Rose. He looks like he fits in. Yeah, there you go. Uh... Adam Rose, we saw him again. That's cool. I think he'll get a big reaction in England, so hopefully he debuts there, like uh, like wrestling-wise. Cool. I would think that he's going to get a big reaction there. Yeah. Unless they chant, who are you? Uh, which they have been known to do. So we'll see. Oh. There you go. I didn't know that. After that, we have Match of the Night, which is uh, Paige coming out. Alicia Fox is in the ring, and she says, Hey, girl, it's me, Alicia Fox, and I'm going to cut a promo on you. Listen, we don't like you in the back. You don't fit in. Get out. And then, pap, hits her in the head with a microphone. What the fuck? Yeah. And then Alicia Fox wails on Paige like and then nuts. is screaming at the ref mm -hmm. ask her if she's ready ask her if she's ready ask her if she's ready finally she's ready Paige Mauls gets her. fucking beat to shit she gets mauled Alicia Fox it was such a good heel that she had Greensboro booing her and chanting Paige yeah what a fucking great heel! That's what you do as a heel. She's such a good heel. She's the best heel on Raw. Mm -hmm. And hey, you can take that as a dig against everyone else on Raw. I don't care. She was the best heel on Raw. She was. Period. Hands down, I defy you to show me a better heel than that. Yeah. Like, I really think the that the crowd was, like, booing the shit out of her. Like and, crazy. And cheering her opposition. Mm -hmm. That's what a heel is supposed to do. Heels she make was faces. So, she was so great, and I'm so proud to see that. The ending came... Uh, Alicia Fox has Paige in a headlock. Boom, Paige Turner. One, two, three. What was great, though, is uh, people on the, oh, she beat her in one move, whatever. But what was great is that Alicia Fox was up so fast and, like, getting in the yeah. rest face, yelling at Paige, and then went fucking berserk. She like, lost her shit. Like, ripped up the announce table, put on JBL's hat, opened, a, like, a can of something, and, like, whipped it all over the place. And it was, like, an energy drink. Yeah, she was, like, screaming that she's championship material. I thought it was fantastic. It's great. I loved it. Alicia Fox, Miss Foxy, I love you. You are, like, the best heel on Raw. Alicia Fox, I know you're listening to this. You're great. Continue that program. Yep. That's all I got to say about that. That is That would be such a great program. Mm -hmm. That's a program I want to watch. Alicia Fox is a good wrestler, too. Yeah. Like, she made everything look good. She, and, she and sold hey, well. Paige sold really well. Mm -hmm. I thought all the offense from Alicia Fox is really believable. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. Highlight of the entire show for me was yep. Alicia Fox going nuts and in that match. Daniel Bryan, come, Daniel Bryan comes out, cuts a promo. Hey, guys, I'm having neck surgery on Thursday. I don't, I'm, I don't know when I'm going to be back, but I'm going to be back. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, man. The last few weeks for Daniel Bryan been really fucking tough. Jeez. You got, like, your your father died. Your, fa your father died. Your Make-A-Wish kid died. Uh, I mean, it, like, and now, now he has have... neck surgery. I don't know what they're going to do with the title. I really have no idea. I hope they keep it on him. That's I think, all I, that's, I mean, really. I think they're going to keep it on him. I, I hope so. For the simple fact that sh it seemed like Stephanie was going to take the titles from mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan on, uh, later on in the night and we'll talk a little bit more about that mm -hmm. and that would have been the chance yeah and we'll get to that yeah a little but, bit but we'll we'll see how that goes yeah. next week um the crowd is super behind daniel bryan um good promo mm -hmm. i mean people say he's like not the best on the mic but i think he's genuine and he's fun to watch yeah uh after that we got uh speaking of genuine john cena and the usos uh against the wyatt family uh this is a return match from smackdown uh oh, the ending God. was a little bit different uh I like the moment where uh, John Cena locks in the STF, mm -hmm. and then Bray Wyatt does like the big splash on him, the big senton. Yeah. Uh, but the match ends where John Cena hits the AA on Rowan, and then um, they get out of they get out of there. The Wyatt stick around, and Bray Wyatt says, "I know what I have to do, John. You show me what I have to do, and I know what I have to do against you. Whatever." Um, just quick promo in the ring. Follow the buzzards. 
hey, not, hey, even when Bray Wyatt loses, he comes out the winner. That's yeah, how I feel. That's that's why he's so good. Yep. Uh, that's but that's just me. Evolution comes out next to cut a promo. They're gonna put down the Hounds of Justice. Um, Don't do that. And then the Hounds of Justice come out and beat the shit out of the Shield. Yeah, they do. The, the Shield comes down and just beat the shit out of Evolution. That's it. Like, Evolution has to, like, retreat, and then Batista says he's sick of this, and he's going to take on Roman Reigns tonight, which yep. I was honestly excited for. Me too. That, that's a pay-per-view caliber match, and we're going to get it on Raw. Pretty cool. But mm-hmm. we all know how that match is going to end. Yeah. Like, come on. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, going from a great Divas match earlier in the night to uh, a Divas match that is about a painting that uh, one girl gave to the other girl on Total Divas, we had Nikki Bella against Natalia. Uh, they are indeed fighting over a painting that Nikki called ugly. That's it. Um, Nikki rolls up Natty. That's the end of the match. It was such, like... I don't want to, like, talk down about the Divas division because I think they're so moving in, like, the right direction. Right. But it's funny that they're keeping the wrestling mm-hmm. Divas away from, like... Total th- Divas? The Total Divas. Yeah. It's it's weird. It Because Natty is a wrestling Diva, uh-huh. but I'm tired of seeing her. So, okay, lump right into the Total Divas. Yeah. She looked like she was just, like, really depressed and about to cry. She looked like she was going to cry the whole fucking match. Well, yeah, they made fun of her painting, dumb yeah, idiot. Well, it's a shitty fucking painting. <laughs> I mean, really. Natty, I know you're listening to this. Brian, sorry for calling your painting shitty. Uh, I don't know what you guys are smoking up in Canada, but Jesus Christ, you can't paint. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with it. It's bad. Uh, after that, we had a uh, we had Curtis Axel and uh, Ryback coming out. Uh, they're they're going to take on Sheamus. One of them is. Yes. Who is going to take on Sheamus? Well, let's do rock, paper, scissors. Oh, well, that's not That doesn't solve it. Well, we are both wearing hats, and we both have quarters in our hats. So... Let's flip a coin. Okay, well, we're going to use Ryback's coin. Uh, Curtis Axel, go ahead and swat your coin away like it's uh, like you're Mr. Perfect. All right, great. Now, flip a coin, call it in the air. Curtis Axel, heads I win, tails you lose. Oh, it's either heads or tails, but either way, Curtis Axel is going to wrestle Sheamus. Ryback kicks the coin out of the ring and then washes his hands of the situation and goes, ha ha, big guy out, and then leaves. Hey, Rybaxel, you are quickly becoming my new favorite team. Me too. Because, hey, guess what? Show them personality. Yes. So much fun to watch two goofy motherfuckers <laughs> just be goofy and weird, but that's their gimmick. Dumbass bullies, Bulk and Skull style goofs. Yep. That, that are, are just like funny. And they're best friends. Oh, they're great. I love it. They are the new Road Scholars for me, where I'm following yeah. them with such like heart that yeah. I'm like, all right, guys, I really you can love do it. this. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Stay together. I love you. Um, Curtis Axel lost relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a great match. He lost to the Cloverleaf. Uh, he tapped out, but then Ryback came in and mm-hmm. started beating up Sheamus and Sheamus goes, I'm Finley and I love to fight and they're going to have, they're going to have a match now. Uh, I don't necessarily like Sheamus. I don't necessarily like Ryback in the ring. I don't think like they're great wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Those two together, I would watch every night. Yeah. I think that those two guys they have a chemistry that works so well as big men Man. that all the moves they do sound big. They everything hard. Everything looks like it hurts. They slam each other around. Right. There's like power bombs, power slams, big fucking power moves yeah. that you never see. And it's fun. It looks like they just turn it up against each other. And then it's always that bro kick that looks like it comes out of nowhere. But Ryback hits his spots. Like he does the meat hook clothesline yeah. and almost gets shell shock in. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a really interesting match. It was a lot of fun. Really kind of fast-paced for such big guys. Yep. High impact. I have a great time watching yeah. those two wrestle yeah. each other. It, like, I, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, Sheamus wins. Ta-da. He's the U.S. champ. Yeah. He's defended He's not going to lose, yeah. Uh, Stephanie cut a promo saying uh, Daniel Bryan isn't an A-plus player. She's been telling us that for a very long time. Now he needs neck surgery. She wants Daniel Bryan to come out. And then Kane drags Daniel Bryan out, and she is mortified at what she's seeing. And then uh, <laughs> the medical team comes out, puts Daniel Bryan on the stretcher. Go to commercial, come back. Daniel Bryan's being loaded into an ambulance. And now Stephanie is going, Brie, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And Brie goes, stay away. You are a human. You do not belong. She's like, uh, she's like how I remember everyone talking in uh, Avatar. Stay away. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, And then the weirdest part of that was, though, at the end of it, like Stephanie looks back like she's gonna go do something to Kane yeah or I don't know yeah strange right it was weird I I wonder what they're gonna do with that next week um Fandango takes on uh Dolph Ziggler next Mm -hmm. uh I really like this match because these guys go fast and hard Mm -hmm. and Fandango Fandango 
Fandango suplexes look like quick. He doesn't get like full extension on him, mm-hmm. which I think always looks really devastating to someone like Zig- to Ziggler, who sells really, really well. Yeah. Uh, the end of the match came where uh, Layla gets on the apron and she distracts Ziggler, but then she gets caught in the apron and distracts Fandango, and then Ziggler hits a zigzag. Oh no, is Fandango going to be mad at Layla? He calls her into the ring and he goes, Layla, he may have won, but you won something more important. My heart. And then they make out in the middle of the ring and JBL just has like the best commentary moments. There's two people making out on on network television. This is disgusting. Go to, Go to commercial. commercial. Go to freaking commercial. My mom watches this show. So funny. Great. I loved it. I loved it. I it's, thought it was so good. It's so much fun. Yep. And uh, got them over his mm-hmm. heels because everyone's booing them. So mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, we had Sandow going against Cody Rhodes next. Uh, Cody Rhodes on a losing streak. Damian Sandow, who says, go watch the pre-show because I had some stuff to say. Mm-hmm. And then um, Cody Rhodes, just can't buy a win, just can't buy a win. Uh, thought this match was decent. Thought it yeah. was pretty good. Sandow had like a nice little mean streak. Had yeah. some personality screaming at Rhodes. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes has a little spot in the middle where he just does everybody else's moves. Yeah. He does Ted DiBiase's little rebound clothesline. He does Goldust's little drop-down uppercut. And then he does Bob Holly's kick to the midsection off the ropes. Cool, man. Do bionic elbow, too, I guess. He uh, does not do the bionic elbow. <laughs> that's what makes it so funny about him doing everyone else's moves, is that he doesn't do the bionic elbow. Dude, you might as well. Yeah. What I really liked about this match is that Cody Rhodes resorted to cheating to win. I he rakes cool. the eyes of Sandow, and Goldust is like, hey, okay. Good job. Yeah. So it was kind of weird, but yeah. um, I, I'd like to see where Cody Rhodes is going next, because I have a feeling he's turning heel, and he's going like he's going to keep winning by like any means necessary kind of mm-hmm. thing. We got a Bo Dallas vignette after this. Uh, went right into a Wyatt's promo. So mm-hmm. we got Rotunda Brother promos back-to-back. Yep. Uh, Wyatt saying humans are flawed and uh, oceans will boil and fire is awesome. And uh, then we go to the main event. Yay! Roman Reigns versus Batista. What do you think of this match? Uh, hey, it's an okay match. Not bad, right? Yeah, it made me realize that the uh, the shield is making evolution important to me. Yes! And this is something that like I was thinking about while watching this match. If you would have told me in January, when mm-hmm. Batista came back, when they kind of, kind of, kind of, like, very loosely hinted at a evolution, like, you know, coming back together, I would have told you, please, God, no, we don't need evolution <laughs> right now. Everything's going so well, but the shield makes me care about evolution. Mm-hmm. It makes me care about people who, two months ago, I was saying, get Batista out of there. Hey, keep Batista in there. Yeah. Because it's so much fun to see evolution, the old dogs, against the new Hounds of Justice, yep. and it's so much fun. I was saying that I think it's weird that they won their first match against, mm-hmm. their first meeting against Evolution. I feel like that should have been Evolution going over in, like, kind of an unclean way. Yeah. Just have them win dirty, mm-hmm. and then it's the Shield being pissed that mm-hmm. they that Evolution cheated to win. But, I mean, I get this works either way. I mean, the, the, yeah. it's continuing, so it doesn't matter. This match ended in a no contest. Surprise. Of course. Um... It ends in a no contest, and then uh, Evolution's kind of getting beat up, and then Stephanie McMahon comes out and brings out the whole heel roster to come mm-hmm. beat down uh, Roman Reigns, who is getting the shit kicked out of him in the ring, and then uh, Ambrose and Rollins are on the outside. He gets up and spears Triple H real quick and then keeps getting jumped. Yeah. Rollins and, and uh, Ambrose come in with chairs and start cleaning house. They hit yep. their finishers to guys on chairs, and then poor Ryback takes another triple powerbomb. No one has ever been triple no. powerbomb more in the history of wrestling. <laughs> I feel so bad for you, Ryback. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? It always looks and sounds good when he takes it because yeah. he's so big and so meaty that the slam is, like, huge. huge. It's awesome. It's so, so, so big. And he's such a big guy that it, that really he's not going to lose anything from getting triple powerbombed. It's fine. He's so, like, lower mid-card yeah. right now that it doesn't matter. I actually... And that that does it for Raw. What do you think of Raw? I thought it was a pretty good Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, like we were saying, a lot of personality. L- really loose, we- a lot of personality, a lot of giggling. Go watch, like, the backstage promos mm-hmm. and stuff. It was, like, kind of funny. It was yeah. weird. And uh, I'm sure you have because you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. but go and watch the 3MB um, app promos that they did from last week's SmackDown and this, this week's, week's Raw one. because they are hilarious it's like they mess it up on purpose like yeah. it's it's not supposed to be like on purpose but they're like yeah okay yeah let's do it. let's rewind it let's do it one more time they're like no this is live and then it's them like hiding and like tiptoeing off sheepishly getting it's out of there so weird it's... but so funny i hey, i love comedy wrestling yeah. i know it's not for everyone i know people sometimes get tired of it i really enjoy comedy mm-hmm. wrestling 
Take it for what it is. Yep. I, I But I love guys like Colt Cabana and Archibald Peck on the indies who know how to do it so well. Yeah. And I feel like 3MB and Torito, all that stuff, they're doing it so well right mm-hmm. now. It's a lot of fun to watch. It is. Uh, people in wrestling say funny doesn't equal money. I disagree uh, because I'm in love with 3MB, who main evented Raw. Yeah. 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 They, they were the heel. They were some of the heels that came down and beat up the shield. Main, main event players. <laughs> main event players. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Let's take a couple of questions. Oh, no. What I was going to say before we get to questions Mm -hmm. is that I was watching um, Ryback when he first debuted because he was like the big monster Ryback. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what an ovation he got. When CM Punk was the champion and then he fought, CM Punk fought Vince McMahon in a match in main event. It was on Raw. I know. It's it's weird and I totally forgot about it. What? Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon is like getting beat up, all this stuff, whatever. CM Punk's trying to escape and then Ryback comes down. The arena is literally shaking because the crowd is going so nuts for Ryback. Wow. Yeah. He was so over. And then I went, where did they go wrong? They had him lose to everybody in like a four-month span. Well, they put him against John Cena. Yeah, exactly. It was really, like, they turned him heel, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Bummer. Oh, well. Uh, Oh, well. Yeah, but hey, man, that was so over. Yeah. Feed Me More was so over. Yeah. Uh, Let's get questions now. Ace of Quades on Tumblr says, have you guys seen Ryback's YouTube channel? It's got one video of him going through a drive-thru, doing a drive-thru prank, and it looks like it's worth subscribing to. It's absolutely worth subscribing to. Brian, have you seen his YouTube channel? I have not. He only does stuff while playing his entrance theme. He drives to, like, a Jack in the Box or, like, a Hardee's or something, uh-huh. and he's playing his his theme uh-huh. super loud in his car, oh my and then God. The, the, he turns it down, and the girl goes, hey, welcome, whatever, can I take your order? And he goes... Feed me more. And she goes, what? And he goes, uh, large coffee, please. <laughs> I did dun, see. Dun, 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 dun. Awesome. I don't know if this was on Tout or if it was on, it was on something, but it was Ryback walking around a Target mm-hmm. and going. Dun, 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 yeah, that, dun, that's his dun. YouTube channel. And it was him finding, I think, like a beach towel with his yeah, face on it. That's and his goes, YouTube channel. The big guy. The big guy. And he, that's the only thing that he says the entire yep. video. Dude, he's, oh God, I fucking love Let Ryback. Let that guy get some mic time. Yeah, that's it. He's so goofy and weird. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think he's so much fun. Yeah. Um, I always have a really good time watching Ryback. Now, he's not the best wrestler. He works well in a team mm-hmm. because you hide his flaws where he can't go 15 minutes in a match. No. But Curtis Axel can get in there, take a little bit of a beating, get a little bit of offense. He has a couple of moves here and there, and then he tags in Ryback. Ryback uh, does the, his a couple of moves. Ryback yeah. rules, and it's Meat pretty cool. And whatnot. Yeah, it's fun. I have a very good time. Yeah. Um, this next question comes to us by email. Mm-hmm. It's from Aaron E. from Albany, Oregon. I was thinking about how much I love Tyler Breeze and his furry boots, which also got me thinking about how outfits of wrestlers that the wrestlers wear actually have a pretty big impact on whether or not I like them. Like a good 30% of why I like the Wyatts is the way they dress. Then that got me thinking uh, a third time about my favorite wrestling podcast. uh, Oh, about what my favorite wrestling podcast like to see people wear. What is your favorite ring gear? What's some of your favorite ring gear? Uh, I think I just like more classic kind of ring gear. Mm-hmm. I really like people like Cesaro's ring mm-hmm. gear. He's probably got some of my favorites. I like um, I like the rocks because it was like classic but with a little bit of embellishment with the boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Rhodes' boots right now with gold dust face on them mm-hmm. I think are really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't really like singlets. Uh, when a wrestler comes out in a yeah. singlet, I kind of like the only person who looks good in it is Biggie Langston. Yeah, because it's just like he takes it off and he looks fucking. I see massive. what you're saying. I like Kurt Angle in a singlet. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, I really liked uh, Chris Jericho's tights in WCW because they would be like a uh, like a goof on people. Oh yeah. Like when he was wrestling Dean Malenko, who had the one thousand on the back of his tights because he was the man of a thousand holds. Yeah. Chris Jericho had one thousand four. Yeah. Because he was the man of one thousand and four holds. Four more holds than Dean Malenko. Yeah, and a lot of them were armbar. I think that's really funny. I like Ryback's tights because they're weird and colorful, yeah. but they're the same as like RVD's tights, who I'm honestly kind of tired of. Yeah. Um, as far as outfits go, Macho Man Randy Savage, the yeah. way he came down to the ring, he had like the headband, the sunglasses, the big capes or whatever. Really cool. Uh, that's the same for like Ric Flair. I really like those big ornate kind of capes mm-hmm. and everything. Then mm-hmm. they're very like, oh wow, look Robes at this guy. And yeah. Uh, the best ring gear, I think, of all time. I think if you had to rank it, my favorite top tier, holy shit, ring gear, Rick Rude. Rick Rude's tights oh, yeah. told the story. They did. There was the one with Jake, Jake Roberts' wife on him. Oh, there was my one with God. Elizabeth on him. Uh-huh. Uh, he had the Intercontinental title airbrushed on him. He always had that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I think he had Brooke Shields on his tights one time. He would always just tell stories through his tights. It's cool. And he was great. Yeah. Undertaker is another one who always had oh, really good. interesting yeah. ring attire. Kane's, Kane's changed his ring gear a lot. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about a lot of Kane's gear? Uh, I think his best one, I don't like him now. Mm-hmm. I don't like the autopsy stitches. Yeah. I've never liked the stitches one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like his first one where it was all, all long and like long arms and everything except for the one. Mm-hmm. The best one was when he had kind of like the tank top one with the... Uh, it had like a sheer mm-hmm. where there were like not flames, but I think maybe there were flames, and they kind of like went down his torso. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that when he had like the bat mask? It was like I think so. Yeah. That was like two thousand two. Yeah. I think um, that would be my favorite of Kane's. See, I always really liked Kane uh, when he had the one arm showing, mm-hmm. like like his original attire. Yeah, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I like the reverse one, the one that was. Uh, because he usually came down the red one with the black. Oh, yeah, and then he would come down with the black and the red. And I thought that one was that, cool. That was really yeah. cool. That was a nice change of pace. Uh, someone who's doing it right and uh, I guess isn't wrestling right now, they're not really sure where he's going, is Prince Devitt mm-hmm. in, in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, regular plain tights, bullet club, t-shirt, whatever. But then he started getting, like, painted up like comic book. Yeah. Like, like Venom yeah. and Anti-Venom and Spider-Man mm-hmm. and Spider-Man 2099. And all that stuff, it Punisher and all this shit. That's cool. And it looks so fucking dope. His Carnage one, yeah, where it's all painted up and it's just like mouth open, like gaped, and like, yeah, it looks fucking nuts. I think another person who I always really liked, and I mentioned this before, is Goldust. Mm-hmm. Goldust ring attire is just so, and the fact that he paints his face mat, his yep. face paint on himself. Yep, that's so cool. Uh, one that I used to really like as a kid, and uh, maybe not so much now because I don't really like when guys wear pants. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with it sometimes. Yeah, Triple H, the the classic like black on kind of like the legs, and then it's like that that diagonal cut on mm. like around like the like the inside thighs, and yeah. it was like a color. It would be like a red or a green or something like that on those yeah. those tights. I always really liked because that's what he would wear like when he wrestled The Rock for the IC title. Like right, that. right. Those kind of tights I always really liked. Yeah. I thought they were really cool. But normally I don't like the pants tights either. Yeah, I, I think they they look weird. Uh, Javi Martinez, uh, Javi Martinez mm-hmm. sent us this. He says, "Hey, you two best friends." Even at twenty five year, even at twenty five years old, payback will be my first ever live event that I've been to. Always wanted to go as a kid, but the one time we tried for my cousin's birthday show, it was sold out. I was just wondering what both your first live event pay per views went and how they were. Uh, thanks for reading this email and keep on going. I won't chant for CM Punk. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what was? Do you remember your first WWE event? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I I almost remember the date. I want to say it was in. Like August eighth of nineteen ninety nine, it was the episode uh, Val Venus was supposed to get his dick cut off. There you go. Um, Kanye Ty was going to cut off his dick. Yeah, uh, that is the one I, I I remember so vividly when Kane came out, being so excited. Oh, dude! Kane, hey, that's the thing that I that I tell people who've never been to an event. When Kane's pyro goes off, no matter where you are in the arena, you feel it. Yeah, it's, it's loud as fuck. It scared me so many times, and it's it's hot. It is hot. It's so hot. And at the time, it was like Kane had been around for about a, a year or so then, mm-hmm. um, and you know, been really feuding with Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I I think, mm-hmm. and I just I loved Kane and Undertaker. I was such a friggin' fanboy for stupid dark shit. Mm-hmm. It still am. Um, and it was like it was so much fun. I remember just having a really good time. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, I think that was like 1998 or 1999. I, my first ever live event, I think was with my friend, Justin Cole and his sister. I think we were still in high school. Uh, it was a SmackDown that came to San Diego and the main event was Eddie Guerrero and edge. It was oh. a hardcore match. And it was that one where they bring out like the ladder yeah. and Eddie Guerrero does that sunset flip power bomb to edge. Holy fucking shit. Seeing that live. I didn't even have like good seats. Yeah. We were like about as nosebleed as nosebleed got. Yeah. Holy shit. And that's when I learned that uh, San Diego and probably Mexico have pretty unique chants mm-hmm. where uh, in the rest of the country, Eddie, Eddie, not in San Diego, Guidero, Guidero, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, if you've never been to a live event, please go. I've been to house shows, I've been to Raws, I've mm-hmm. been to Smackdowns, I've never been to a pay-per-view. Um, Me neither. I, always fun. Always yeah. fun. I recommend it. Does not matter what what it is. Just I, go. I always have a great time. Uh, any kind of wrestling, live wrestling you can go to, uh, is always great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Uh, Just go. It's yeah. fun. Just go. Uh, let's see. We'll take one more email. This will be from uh, Boone. 
Hey guys, maybe it's just me though. I doubt it, but I think the one hour of NXT was better than five hours of other, the other shows combined. It's honestly a pretty mm. safe thing. There was, uh, there was a legitimate tag team that didn't involve the Ascension. That's interesting. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, when I first saw Alexa Bliss, I thought, great, a mini Kelly Kelly. Interesting point. But I was really wrong. It's actually kind of a gimmick, and the girl can really move in the ring. I agree. Though seeing Charlotte's match even more confirmed that she's easily, easily one of the most athletic and nimble women in NXT going right now. The highlight for of the week for me was the Battle Royal. Amazing finish that has me very excited for the Triple Threat match next week. Neville versus any of these three is going to be great. Two questions, though. Why is Triple H a good guy on NXT? Great question. And two, why was Corey Graves not in the Battle Royal? Injury? Hmm. That's a really good question because I didn't, seen... I didn't notice that he wasn't there. And we haven't seen him in a yeah. while. It's been about like two or three weeks. That makes me think that Sami Zayn's going to lose this because Corey Graves is going to come in and interfere. Something is going to happen. Yeah. Or... I, I would think because I don't think that's the end. And I'm sorry, that's from, uh, that's from Eddie. The Rock. Oh, yeah. Eddie Rock. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, I'm so glad you listen. Yeah. Why is Triple H a good guy down there? Uh, because he runs it. Yeah, that that's true. We did. Me and Brian watched. I'd already seen it, but Brian hadn't seen it. Um, and if you haven't, please go see it. It is Triple H's uh, "Thy Kingdom Come" or whatever his uh, mm-hmm. his documentary. It's on WWE Network, and it's so good. It's his wow. whole life and times, his whole career and everything, talking about being down on the pl- the power plant WCW, and then towards the end, it talks about NXT mm-hmm. and what he's done there. And you can tell that that's his baby. That's his. you can absolutely tell that that is his thing. It, you're watching somebody who has invested. 100% of what he has been doing for the last 25 years mm-hmm. in this business. Yeah, I, yeah. It's 100% investment in this business, and you see that what he cares about is wrestling. Yep. And it's so cool to see that come through with all of these new stars, like The Shield. I mean, he mentions it on, Mon- on you know, Monday Night Raw. He mentions it on SmackDown. Like, he groomed the shield and brought him up and gave them power. He really did. Mm-hmm. That was his, like, he wants to bring up people and make them big. Triple H has always been a person to me, and I think we've said this before, and Derek's the one who said it best. He's like the mother. Mm-hmm. He's always in the background. He's okay not being in the limelight. He's great. He's fine bringing people up and getting them over because he understands it's not about him. Mm-hmm. It's about the business. What's best for business? And I think he honestly coined that term. I, yeah, probably. I feel like there were things that went along in his career, and he went, you know what? Whatever's best for business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that him being face down in NXT is just – it's it's a whole – universe of people that understand it's like okay you're you're that character on raw but here you're like yeah. all right cool you're like in charge you're like the dad yeah. all right cool pat on the back all right great job yeah. and then he comes down and he does his thing i don't think anybody has a problem with it no it's it's fun to see him be so excited about something like that mm-hmm. so i think everybody like kind of lets him get away with it and yeah. it's fine yeah because uh, i again that's kind of like it's a little separate thing away from this because i really don't think a ton of people will probably watch nxt no they probably won't it's it's in a very like it's in like a bubble within a bubble like it's very small so it's it's kind of hard to say like yeah man nxt yeah you should yeah i think you should definitely be watching it because i think it's incredible yeah but i i think for people who are casual wrestling fans i think it's probably hard to talk them into it yeah these are the guys who aren't on raw oh wow a whole show full of people who aren't on raw i want to watch that you know what i mean yeah if i'm 12 i don't give a shit yeah exactly i mean and it's really funny because you'll uh you'll see people like cesaro who get specifically picked up because of stuff he did on NXT. Yeah. Um, I think Chris Hero, like, posted, like, uh, he was on some podcast and was talking about Paul Heyman watching that uh, two out of three falls match with Sami Zayn and um, and uh, Cesaro. And this guy who has seen everything mm-hmm. was just sitting around. They were all sitting around, whatever. He stopped doing whatever he was doing and focused on the match and saw that, like, you know, dive through the bottom rope and yeah. everything. And, like, he, he, like, commented on Cesaro just being, like something he had never seen before. Yeah. And the whole reason that Cesaro's a Heyman guy now is because of that. Yeah. So it really is something to see. You'll get to see a lot of, like, talent who you might not think is polished yet, mm-hmm. but they're polished in a very different type of wrestling. I agree. So it's it's something to watch if you want to watch something way different. Yep. Yep. So check it out. Uh, I want to plug this real quick before we go. Yeah. Uh, I forgot who sent it in to me. I'm very sorry. Uh, somebody sent us a zine. Uh, it's called Suplex Superstars Volume 1. If you want to check it out, go to jbro.tumblr.com. That's jbroe.tumblr.com. It's very cool. It's a little zine of, uh, just drawings and, uh, of wrestlers and just weird little stuff. Definitely check it out. It's called Suplex Superstars Volume 1. Thank you very much. If you want to, uh, 
if you want to send anything our way, please don't feel the need to. Uh, <laughs> but you can send it to the Mega 64 P.O. Box and uh, just put care of or courtesy of uh, the Go Home Show. That way we know it's supposed to come our way and it doesn't get opened on the regular podcast. Yeah. Um, one last quick thing. Russell from Calgary says, I have no idea if this is correct or not, but I figured when Del Rio lowers the knee pad, the implication is that the load, it's a loaded knee pad, like a loaded glove. Maybe that doesn't make sense, but I don't think anything he does makes sense anyway. No. So there you go. No. So there's Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thanks, Russell. Uh, I agree with you because it doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Guys, that'll do it. Brian, what do you think of the uh, 13th episode of The Gum Show. It was a great episode. Oh, wow. A great one. Yes. Do you think people should go to iTunes and write uh, that we are best friends? They should tell as, everyone. As a review? Yes. They should go on YouTube. Uh-huh. They should go on to our, uh, our iTunes. Uh-huh. They should uh, just tell people on the street. Just Whoa. walk up and yeah, go, hey. Yeah, hey, can, can, can you guys just tell people on the street? Mm-hmm. Let, let them know to listen to our professional wrestling podcast. Yeah. Tell them that Eric and Brian are best friends and they talk about professional wrestling. Just say that. Just let them know. Let them know, guys. Yeah. Come on. It's what are the you Go doing? Home Show. So if you want to check us out on iTunes, you can find us there, The Go Home Show. You can find us on Tumblr, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com. You can find us on Twitter, at Go Home Show. Uh, we're updating. We're letting you know what's going on. That's probably the easiest way to reach us. Mm-hmm. But you can email us, gohomeshow, at mega64.com. Um, Facebook.com slash the Go Home Show. Uh, again, we want to thank Mega64 for hosting our file. We want to thank Loot Crate, lootcrate.com slash mega64 for uh, sponsoring us once again and sponsoring mm-hmm. this lovely thing we call Mega64. Uh, so, Brian, I think that'll do it. You want to say uh, goodnight to all the folks? Yeah, I'm going to say go home. <laughs>